On today's first round KO, we talk about the Timberwolves winning the NBA lottery. We talk about the NBA round one of the playoffs. MLB, we talk a little bit about a couple teams, White Sox, Brewers, and Padres. A couple of those teams are hot. One of them, not so much. We do talk about college football and if that should even happen, question mark. And we talk about fans returning to arenas, question mark. Enjoy. I'm on the move with it. They are watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on the move with it. They are watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go. wanted to record so much earlier and you know we have me and zach have a podcast planned and but i so so i started my new job and we're opening a brand new store for my job oh. so my first so my first week the first two days was two 10-hour days of video training online the most boring shit ever uh then i had a day off and then the next three days would be thursday friday saturday was three 10-hour days of training fig- oh learning Learning everything I can at an old, lo- at not an old location, but a current location, learning everything I could about the actual job. Then starting that next Monday, I had Sunday off starting Monday. <laughs> we went to the new store and our first shipments came up. Uh, I, I say our first, most of our shipments, like all of our product came in. So for the past, it, today was my first day off. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were three 10 hour days of me. Actually, Monday was an 11 hour day of me stocking the store, just carrying box after box after box, moving pallets. Yeah, and now I get to go do it for another two days, and that's my schedule. Nice. <laughs> five days five days a week. Oh, ten, yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's funny that you bring up training videos, because I'm actually working on internal training videos for housing on campus. So coincidentally, it's all full circle. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, no, it's great fun. It really is. How's Utah. Utah's not bad. Uh, it, it, it was 97 degrees in the, the Tesla Model Y when we checked it. Um, that was about half hour ago when we, we came back from dinner. It was did hot. you just like name? Did you just like drop the fact that you were in a Tesla? <laughs> yes, I did drop the Tesla, the, the Tesla mic. I did that. Um, yeah, and then we, uh, it, it, we went to Tony Burger, which is kind of like the not, in my opinion, their burgers are a bit better than Culver's, but their cheese curds don't even compare. How dare you say no, that? No, no, dude, trust me. Trust me. If, if like, Smashburger and Culver's had a baby, <laughs> that, that's Tony Burger. Like, it's really just good. The, the cheese curds and the burger just boom. The cheese curds are more like the fair cheese curds. They're not, like, the breaded ones. They're, like, the beer-battered ones. Kind of like fish. Like fried fish. Oh, so I'm okay. not a big fan of that. I'm more of a fan of the breaded cheese curds, kind of like they have at Culver's. Yeah, So I can see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. tomorrow we're going to Lagoon, which is a theme, a small independent theme park here. Well, it's not even small; they're actually pretty sizable. They have like five or six major roller coasters, so it'll be a lot of fun. Huh? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Good time with the family. So nice. To yeah, get it in before school starts. <laughs> Fucking school, God. Yeah, that's still a <laughs> thing, even in a pandemic. Even though you know, you said, collegiate you saw, sports are canceling. Did you see and, you that know. Notre Dame shut down, and they were like one of the forefront schools in showing people like this is what like, you can, this is what we're gonna do. We have students come back, like academically. They're not they letting shut- kids on campus, so they're all online. They're, they're done, done. Yeah, and they were like you one mean, of the people on national news, like showing off what they were doing. You mean what we did five months ago, and for some reason aren't doing now? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Because things change. anyway. Anyway, welcome to First Round KO, the most must-hear sports podcast in history. I am your host, KOAK Howard J. Dingers. It's been a while, uh, as you can tell. I literally, I moved in tomorrow to be two weeks already. That's kind of crazy. And I still don't know. I've, I've gotten lost to my, because my new location is like a 20-minute drive. I shit you not, I've been, I've gotten lost to, on the drive uh, the first three days that I've been there. Really? <laughs> I'm just terrible. Well, because my and I'm out of data on my phone too, so my thing won't oh. reroute, and it's fucking annoying. But anyway, I'm joined with by Hanson McElvain. <laughs> I'm here. You can't get rid of me. I'm like a parasite. No, almost like a global pandemic. But you know, <laughs> it should be easy to get rid of you if you know if I just stay away from you and wear a mask. <laughs> exactly. Yes, six feet's all it takes, right? <laughs> 
it's ridiculous. I don't. But we are actually going to get to that. Yeah. A few, with a few different topics later. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna we're gonna start in the NBA today uh, because a few big things are happening. Obviously, the playoffs are going on. We're gonna get to that in a second. But we have to talk about what happened already tonight. We waited until this happened before we recorded. The NBA lottery happened tonight, and no, it's not the Knicks, and no, it's not even the Warriors. Well, even though kind they of the Warriors, like they kind of the Warriors, they, they, they got the I mean, spot they were going to get. They were going to take the same pick from anyway, so that's probably fair. But the now it's escaping my head already. Then T Wolves, T Wolves. Thank you. <laughs> we got talking about so many other teams. The freaking T Wolves have the number one pick. Hanson, how do you think this fares for the T Wolves and? I already think I know who you're going to say, but who do you think they're picking with the first one? I think they're trading it. Ooh. I think they get Devin Booker. Oh, for those of you not watching on YouTube, my mouth just hit the floor. Ooh. I listen. just realized that right now. Who, who's the, who's the, the third amigo of the best friend group that is D'Lo and Cat? It's Devin Booker. Yeah. Like him and Cat, uh, him and Cat went to college together. Uh-huh. They're 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 super good friends. They've been talking about this for a while. But then D book didn't D book get his massive contract. And, and guess Listen, who could make I, the money work too? That's the crazy part. I've been a D book fan since I saw him in Kentucky, and then he went to Phoenix. I've been a fan of his for like this whole time. He's a great looking dude. He's a hell of a ball player. I have his jersey. I don't want him to be in Phoenix as much as like people. Well, and they're I know winning Draymond, now, though. That's also true. They went eight and zero in the bubble. <laughs> like, maybe he should stay there. Maybe they are actually kind of building something. I don't know, man. Like, if I, on the other hand, I don't really want him to go to Minnesota either because they haven't been the most functional franchise, especially it, since Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and <laughs> well, Tom Thibodeau is gone too, so th- yeah, those two dynamites are unfused. So you're not worried about they're defused. Um, the only thing that I really, the only reason I don't want this to happen is because I really like the idea of Kelly Oubre Jr., Devin Booker, and uh, DeAndre Ayton becoming a big three and developing together. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing. Kelly Oubre Jr. is basically on path to be a more athletic Chris Middleton type of player. With strong on defense, strong from three, but he can jump a lot higher, a lot farther out of the gym. And his defense oh, on the board is a lot stronger, too. And that's exactly what they need right now down there. So mm-hmm. they're, they're already a super strong offensive team. They have to make up for the defense they lose with Devin Booker on the floor because we all know that the dude can't play defense to save his life. So that I think that would also be interesting in the same point if you went to the Timberwolves. Like, who's playing defense? Because we've got D'Lo and Devin Booker, who's going to play defense in that front court? Or yeah, court, excuse me. Well, yeah, yeah so. that's because I was. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Even Cat um, doesn't play defense around the rim. Not real. I mean, not great defense, obviously. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting. I didn't even think about like my. Obviously, my first thought was, "Oh, cool. The the Wolves are going to get another young player. They're going to be a really good team for a long time." <laughs> I could see the trade for D book. I think the Suns. I don't know. They would have to get a lot more than just the first pick, in my opinion. Like, yeah, well, let's, so let's much more. Look at the T Wolves roster right now, um, because here's the thing. I right now with the, you know, it's been about an hour since they released the the, the final lottery selections, so we know the exact order. So the the analysis guys haven't really found um, or haven't really put out there yet what they think is going to happen necessarily before it was like all these mock drafts, like what could happen, but now we know who it's going to be and where Um, I have a gut feeling that a lot of guys are also going to say that they're going to trade the first pick away because of just like, They don't have like they don't, any of the players that they have right there on their roster right now wouldn't fit well with any of the guys in the top five of the draft, except maybe Anthony Edwards. But if you're taking Anthony Edwards number one overall, you are flirting with a Markel Fultz situation <laughs> because if you take Anthony Edwards over a ball brother again, 
Now, yes, Markel Fultz is looking better his third year in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Third year, though, that's that's some time you got to exactly. wait. You got to you really exactly. got to you're buying not only the player and, you know, like the process of building him, but you, you got to wait that time. You know, you got to you got to be willing to put in possibly three years. You hope that it's not that three years, but you might have to put in that time. Yeah. And that's kind of like Packers with Jordan Love. You know, it, it, we have time. Take your time. Um I'm more interested about the second pick for the Warriors because even if they would have had the first pick and most likely even if they had the third pick, they probably still would have picked the same person, and that's James Wiseman. You don't think he would have went earlier? Like even, well, he, yeah, no, I, he's not I agree, gonna, though. He's not going to Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. going to fight with Cat for a starting job? Like, I mean, if Charlotte if Charlotte would have snuck up there, though, I could I could potentially see that, but we don't have. I mean, we don't have to discuss that though because it didn't exactly, happen. Like, exactly. The Golden well, State has number two, so I you know I completely agree though because Wiseman's a big guy and that's kind of what they need. Well, you know what this is looking like. Either somebody's gonna either the Suns are gonna get Lamelo the first pick with a trade, or Lamelo's gonna be a Hornet. <laughs> okay, I me. love that. I Why? love that. I just so that he hilarious. can go play with Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> I I really, uh, well, yeah, Frank is still there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eh, I just I think it'd be really cool to see him take over a team. He's got some Markel. Um, Markel Bridges is still down there. He's really okay. good. He's young too, so they they've got a nice solid young roster, rebuilding, obviously developing. Um, now there is a chance that maybe Lamelo could fall four. Which in that case, he would be on a pretty guard-heavy Bulls team. Very guard-heavy. So, maybe kind I don't of know, man. But now, okay, if you're Phoenix, what? Like, tell me why they would? I I don't. I wouldn't want to trade away Devin Booker for a first pick, even if I'm getting another pick and maybe a couple players or something. Okay. Okay. I let me, let me, let me remind because... you of a situation really quick. Okay. Let's just remember how Eric Bledsoe got to Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, didn't we, we traded for him from, how did he get the trade to happen? Do you remember? No, he, he forced his way out. He, he had a tweet. That said, I can't stand being here anymore or something like that. Or I don't want to be here anymore. And yeah, but has Devin done that? Not yet. <laughs> I cannot Listen, they're believe, winning now, though. I cannot Utah, believe he can put up with that. You you brought it up, though. They're winning, and they have a strong young core. Yeah, like if yeah. I, and, and if I'm Devin Booker, I look at this bubble season, and I go, okay, okay, guys. Hey, like I, I've been good for the past three, a couple seasons. Now, now the team's actually starting to click. Now we're actually starting to win. We almost made the playoffs. Like, if I'm Phoenix, I don't know if I want to disrupt that. Now that this is happening, if I'm Phoenix, I want to sit here and say, listen, we we have this good young core. We almost made the playoffs. Why, why would you trade away a future, a star, not even a future star, a star in the NBA? Why would you trade him away for LaMelo Ball, who we really don't know what he's – it's a potential star over a star. Like even if you're getting another pick and a couple players from that, I I wouldn't do that if I was Phoenix. I wouldn't necessarily want that if I was Devin Booker either, because you're going to a team in Minnesota who hasn't had who's had star quality, who's had star players over the past season. Like they've had Wiggins, they've had Cat, they've had all these people, and they still haven't been able to do anything. Even with a coach like Tom Thibodeau, they haven't been able to do anything. I wouldn't want that if I'm Booker, because you already have the success. You'd have to rebuild chemistry. Blah blah blah. If I'm Booker, if I'm the Suns on both sides, I'd want to stay. Um, yeah, well, and here's the thing. Tom Thibodeau is one of those coaches where um, they, they, he has to be in charge of everything. He has to be the GM, and he has to be the head coach. So um, I'm also kind That's of true. sad. My, my, um, my ladies lost. My storm lost. Man, mm. they've been playing really well in the bubble, too. The, the other night, they beat a team by, like, 40 points. It was nuts. Um, but you're you're talking trade value here. Like, what money can they move around? Um, yeah. For the 2021 season, they have almost no money tied up in anybody, unfortunately. 
uh, that the Timberwolves. Right. Uh, on the contrary, it kind of seems that um, basically the way there there's some guys on the roster for the Suns right now that are in the ten, the fourteen, seventeen. Well. DeAndre Ayton's at the 10. They're not trading him. Kelly Oubre would probably be somebody they'd look at trading. He's at 14-3. And then they're at Ricky Rubio, who's at 17, then 17-8 the following year. Those are guys mm-hmm. that they're going to look at moving, and you can move salaries like that because you put those two together, that's a max salary, and then you can trade right. pretty easily for a max player. Um, so it's definitely possible they could make some things work out. Um, later, I'll pull up the NBA uh, trade. They have a they have a trade simulator on ESPN.com and it's awesome. Right. So maybe I'll have to run with that later. But yeah, no, um, it'll be really interesting to see how this shapes teams because Warriors are gonna be healthy next year, man. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be star studded at four of the five starting positions. Yeah, which and we've seen what they can do with that beforehand too. Um, so you you know, you said Wiseman at number two. If Minnesota doesn't trade out, if 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 they keep their pick. Who, who do you see them taking? Here's my so. If I am running their franchise, I pick Lamelo Ball. The reason I pick Lamelo Ball is because he has his skill off ball. I don't know. If, I don't know how much of the stuff you watched from him in Australia when he was playing for Iowa. Really hard word to say because there's like the double L in there. Um, but I haven't, I haven't seen too much. Okay, so he he played off ball. He didn't always play the one. He didn't always play point. He still looked really good off ball. And at 6'8 with a three-point shot, and he's still growing. And he's a guard, man. He's a one-two guard. So he can guard four positions right now. So, um, but for his development, I don't want him to go to Minnesota. Like that'd be (laughs) that'd just be bad for him. Now, how crazy would it be if the Warriors like, eh, let's take Lamelo? And it talk about the Splash Brothers. Oh. Man, that'd be wild. Um, I'm really curious to see what team, like, what, what are the Knicks going to do with their eighth pick? Like, <laughs> at that point, like, what do you even want to do? So, because, like, th- this is one of those draft pools that aren't crazy. Like, there, there's not a whole no. lot going on in here. No, there's really not. And, well, especially it's going to be even more weird because you're going to see a lot of guys who potentially aren't going to be able to play that much, you know? Like... It's unfortunate these times. A lot of these guys might not be able to play maybe their senior season. or And, you know, they had their junior season cut, cut short. There's a lot that could, you know, they, they might have to draft simply on uh, combine alone. Yeah. Which, well, you also you know, to, they've been watching some of these guys for a long, long Well, time. yeah, but like, but you, I mean, Okay, this is football, but take this for Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow hadn't had that 2019 season, he is finding a new career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's graduating yeah. with his diploma and trying to find an actual career. Like there, wow. there could be guys who there could be guys who should have went up, or that maybe there's guys who have been doing great and could potentially have had a you know a bad senior season that would have dropped them out, and then they get drafted, and then that team is shit out of luck because they drafted a guy top 10 who turns out not to be nothing you know yeah. so like well I, it's gonna be weird i'll tell you I'm, I'm looking right now at some of the, the mock draft on sb nation that uh let's see who did this ricky o'donnell did this one okay so one they have minnesota taking anthony edwards okay all-around player at two they have golden state taking Lamelo. i i just don't i don't see them taking Lamelo even if he's there so three has Charlotte taking Onyeke Okungwu, who is from the the center from USC. Okay, defensively yeah. monster, Absol- just an absolute absolute beast. Yeah, um, he has a nine point eight percent block block rate, which means that t- basically ten percent of the time, one in ten times you're going up to shoot him, he's going to block it. Um, it's just ridiculous. So uh, Killian Hayes is another one. He's a guy that played overseas. Last year, um, okay. he, I don't know if he was playing in Australia or not, but he was definitely playing overseas. I can't tell based on the court there. It looks like it could be EuroLeague or NBL. Um, then Obi Toppin at five. Which name have you not heard yet? James Wiseman. Yeah. Yeah. Because they still have Denny, Denny Avija 
from Maccabi Tel Aviv at six, who he looks like he could be really good, and that's someone that I could see Minnesota surprise taking. Um, but they have James Wiseman going at seven to the Pistons. I mean, the Pistons have a Man. long history of big men. I, is it, I mean, could it be an injury type of thing? Well, he, Are they concerned? he did sit out most of the season because yeah. he got suspended. But exactly. those games well, he yeah. played, he looked good. So, that is, I mean, listen, um, this is one of the few classes over the past few years that I don't know much about. I, You're I not mean, missing normally, much, so that's the thing. But that's the thing. Like that's why I feel like I hear more, and then I get excited, and then I do my research into these like drafts and stuff, which I probably will going into the draft. But like, man, like I I have not heard a lot about this draft class. It's really been Lamelo and Wiseman, and I really haven't even heard much about anyone else. It's so like yeah, that's it. it. Even is, Anthony Edwards, who's going to be the number one overall pick, <laughs> right? So. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested. Um, I'm actually happy for Minnesota um, only because I didn't want it to be New York. I didn't want it to be Golden State to get the number one. You know, I would have been OK with Charlotte, but not Chicago or anything like that. So, I, you know, you I, if anyone for Charlotte, like you want yeah, to see a team Charlotte, like Charlotte I, it. Yeah, I would have been OK with a team like Charlotte, but whatever. I'll take it. So let's stay in the NBA. We got to talk playoffs, obviously. So. Before we get to the Bucks, because we we got it, we're gonna talk about them. I do want to talk about the other ones briefly. I mean, the Raptors up in the Nets, no surprise. I'm surprised the Nets are even here. Um, but you know, two zero. You have in to that remember series. they got here before injury and illness. So well, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the Jazz actually tied up the series with the Nuggets. Mitchell Mitchell ain't going down easy. Um, that that series is gonna be fun to watch. Like those are two. These are two very up and coming teams that are here now. Like, oh yeah, I, and and it's I, I think they're both very fun to watch. Um, Celtics, I'm not too surprised over the 76ers, which I'd I'd personally, as a Bucks fan, rather see the Celtics go on than the 76ers. Yeah, I don't want to play. They've got three guys that can guard Giannis way too easily. Exactly, exactly. And you know, if Celtics still had Al Horford, then I wouldn't want to see them either. But exactly, I just don't want to. Exactly. So Mavericks and Clippers. Now this series. <laughs> Luca is just, I mean, we knew he was good, but holy shit. We talk about a playoff debut, two games in a row. I think that's the most points by a playoff debut in NBA history. Um, the most like, in two games in the first two, the games most in two, it, right. The, the combined in two games and they, and they won the second one. Yep. I mean, can you imagine how many did he have in the first game? He had what? 50 some points in the first game. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I have it right here. Luca had, 38 minutes, 42 points. 42 in the first 40, game? 42, I mean, nine assists, seven rebounds. Can you imagine dropping that stat line and losing in, their, in your playoff debut? I mean, and then he goes and only drops, what, 28? The only the reason they're game. the seven seed and not eliminated from the playoffs is because of Luka. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. single-handedly. And, like, single-handedly, obviously, the rest of the teams uh, stepped up here, too. But, like... They, they actually beat the Clippers yeah. like the Clippers. Here's the thing. When the Clippers are solid on defense and they actually try and they actually put in the effort on defense, they are a tough fucking team to beat. Yeah. Like there's not many people who can actually score on them consistently to keep up with them. But if the Clippers are lazy and they just aren't hitting their spots and help, hitting their help side and all that crap on defense, it's, it really comes down to that because when they do it, they are the best, but when they can't get it locked down, a team like the Mavericks, no disrespect at all, but a team like the Mavericks can take the, the like they could potentially. I'm not saying they will. I'm picking Clippers to win that series, uh, but the Mavericks could pull together a couple wins if Luca continues to play the way he, that he is. And that honestly wasn't even the most surprising. Like I expect Luca to be good. He's played professional basketball in high level situations before. He well, was exactly. Literally the MVP of the Euro League. Like yeah. that's the second best league in the world, undisputed. So he's he's ready for this. Like to call him a rookie, like to have his rookie postseason, that's not even fair because he's already leagues ahead of a bunch of other guys coming in. I was not shocked that the Lakers got beat in their first game. Right now, the Lakers are at, we're right now recording. It's halftime. The Lakers are up fifty six thirty nine. Um, which that also does not surprise me. I'm sure they were going to come back and win tonight, but I think the Trailblazers have a chance to get out of this series. Do you really? Yeah. Listen, they, they, they've I, got some height to go. They've got two guys 
that can guard the post very well. And yeah, so they've got they've got post defense to get Anthony Davis. They've got guys that can lock down LeBron, and they've been showing. And the Lakers don't have the perimeter defense with Avery Bradley gone. Alex Caruso was guarding Damian Lillard for 35 minutes that first game. That didn't work. Yeah, yeah. We you see Alex LeBron. Caruso running around trying to get in front of a screen and just. LeBron needs uh, Matthew Dellavedova back. <laughs> yeah, no, that's seriously. That's exactly what they're trying to make Caruso into. Mm-hmm. And Dellavedova can't move that quick anymore. Like, there's not there's not guys like that. No, of course you can't. I listen. I still think the Lakers are going to win. I think Anthony Davis will figure something out. LeBron is going to figure something out. But Dame, if anyone is going to be able to do this. Dame. Um, I mean, it's the Clippers, but it's the it's Dame. Like Dame, he's undisputed like MVP of the bubble. Like there's no there's no doubt about it. TJ Warren is been, a close second, but Dame has just been playing yeah, out of it. Like yeah. TJ, I I know what you mean, but like t- Dame is just playing out of his mind. He's he's pulling up from like two steps in. Well, from there are two court. players in two different leagues. Like it's they're well, two yeah. Di- yeah, they're two different levels of prestige, and it's Dame just, has just been playing out of his mind. It's ridiculous. If he continues to play like that, I mean, he's only got 14 at halftime. But if he steps up, has a huge third or fourth quarter. He had most of his points in the fourth quarter in that game. Like, I could see – listen, okay, if the the Trailblazers somehow come back and win this game, they're going to win the series. But I think this – to within 10 by the end of the third quarter, they they can get it. I think this game, if the Lakers win this big, I mean, what, they're up 17 points right now. Yeah. Even if I mean, if they win this game, the Lakers get that control back. The, I think the the Trailblazers do start to not start to. I think they do lose a little bit of that, a little bit of that confidence, just a little bit. And then I think it's. But like I said, I'm still picking the Lakers. But <sighs> Trailblazers could do it. I if Dame if Dame can do it. So Portland was up at one at halftime in the last game. Yeah. So uh, it. It'll be interesting to see how that one ends up, but this is definitely going to be the most even playoffs we've seen in a long time. Yeah. No home court advantage. So, no, you no, can well, tell. exactly. Even though the floor may say Pfizer for him. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the Pfizer for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Heat Pacers, not surprised that the Heat are up 2-0. Honestly, no, but I like I this series, though. That's a good series. Yeah, I love that series. That's kind of throwback, you know, without LeBron and Paul George. Like, that's <laughs> kind of, I kind of like that a lot. Um. You know, we mentioned it. I think it was the last podcast, fucking a month ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think it. I think we mentioned that the Heat are kind of one of those teams that they can get hot. I'm scared. Um, Jimmy Buffett or Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Woo! There we go. That's the that's the first zinger of the. the you know, if we got to play in Margaritaville, then you know. Western away again in Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I. You know, I. I think you're right though. I mean, like, a he, couple he, players he on those. Up, man, you're in Jay Crowder. That that when you put Marquette blood on a team like that, that they're tough guys. Like guys that come out of the Marquette program are tough. You stick them on the same team for a coach that likes tough basketball. For Pat O'Reilly, who loves tough basketball, that's perfect. It's perfect. Can we talk about? Can we talk about Eric Spolstra for a second? Just for a second. This man was the head coach when LeBron came to town. Before LeBron came to town. But that's when he was the head coach. Then LeBron came to town. Was still the head coach when LeBron left, which does not happen. (laughs) And he's still the coach. How many seasons later? Five, six, seven seasons later. Eric Spolstra, he, I mean, I, I loved the guy before, but, he got, but like, holy shit. And, and I mean, he's been doing a phenomenal job. The Heat have never really lost relevancy. Like maybe one season in there, like they were bad, but then they just picked it right back up. Like what? Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra have just been running a great ship down there. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, he, he's a really, really good coach. Yeah. Uh, Rockets up on Thunder. Not surprised. <laughs> I mean, we don't really need to talk about that too much. Yeah. The fact that James. Okay, hold on. I do want to look at James Harden. He only has twenty-one points. I was expecting a little more. Yeah, I mean, he's taking a lot of shots though. So, what's what's really of cool about the Rockets? That when you see the Rockets numbers, like their team numbers, it's really interesting to see how much different James Harden's numbers are in comparison. Because it's really funny. Because there's sometimes only like four or five 
six points. He actually, he actually didn't take the most shots in the game. Really? Did Russ? Uh, on, his, on his team. Who? Who did? Eric Gordon was six for 20. Oh, Gordon yeah. Was a, How many threes Gordon did was he only take? five for 16. Uh, <laughs> Eric Gordon was over 10. Yeah, that sounds about right. And two for 11 from Harden. They were combined two for 21, and they still beat Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good team, but they're young. And to, Where's to, Westbrook? Am uh, I stupid? Where's he, Westbrook? He might have got hurt. He's not even like... If he's not listed, he's hurt. Yeah, he was. he's not even on... Like, he's not even here at all. I thought maybe I missed something. But, yeah, no, so the bubble's going nuts. It's good basketball. I'm happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great to watch. I, you know, I'm still loving it. I obviously I wasn't loving it on Tuesday, but yeah, we don't need to. No, we do need to talk about that. That's the only one we have left. Okay. I so I was trying to talk with one of my buddies on Tuesday after the game. And, you know, it was very worrying that the Bucks lost the magic in the first round on the first game. I should say the first round. We only, what did we win? We, oh, 15. My, do I have my math right on that? Yeah, Something we won like by that. 15 tonight. I I don't know. I, I was worried after the first game, but not about this series. I'm still confident that we'll probably sweep the rest of the series and win 4-1. Yeah, um, especially after tonight. The thing that does worry me is going forward, and I don't know who potentially we would play next. I haven't seen the actual bracket. I don't know, man, but like now, now that we, you know, now that we keep talking about it, a, a team like the heat or even the Celtics, like one of those, te- and I mean, the Raptors too, with uh, the, the, all the teams right now, all the teams in the East that have the potential of moving on are, they're very good teams. We would play <laughs> like, the winner of the heat and Pacers. Okay. So we're going to play the that, heat. That would not so be like, Listen, the Bucks need to find a groove in these next three games. I mean, I, ideally, we win the next three games. We can't drop another one of the Magic. Otherwise, I have no faith going forward. If we sweep, though, if we go sweep the next, you know, after losing the first, if we go 4-1, I still feel fine. Gentleman like I, sweep. The, uh, it's a gentleman sweep, exactly. I I don't know. I still feel pretty confident with the Bucks. Like, we're going to win dirty. We're not going to, we're not a team that's going to sweep necessarily. The magic are good. If, if, if the magic had, uh, Isaac, I can't remember his full name. Jonathan Isaac, Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. Thank you. If I'm not a big fan him, of his. So I, I'm not missing him right now, which is fine, but he's a hell of a ball player. Yeah, like, he, and, yeah. he, and, and if they had him, I would be scared of this team. They would actually, they would be a dark horse in this playoffs to make some noise, not necessarily win everything, but like they could make some noise Definitely. with Isaac on the floor. So like, even without him, there's, they're solidly put together team. I, you know, it was worrying. I think we were down by like 20 at one point on Tuesday. It was definitely worrying, but just the fact that, you know, we came back, Giannis put up a 2020 game here. I, I feel confident in that, you know, this is just that I bet you that loss just fired them up. They all probably bud probably chewed their ass out or, on yeah, or one of the other guys did. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like honest was probably. Giannis was just screaming in Greek. It might have <laughs> been Giannis. It might have been someone like Wes Matthews, like someone that's been there before. Like he knows, yeah. like he knows. Yeah. Talk that's about true. more Marquette blood. Uh, Kyle Korver. Yeah. Too. Well, yeah, he, he's, I mean, it sounds like he's more mellow in the locker room, but definitely I could see him, you know, I could see the veterans, a couple of those guys stepping up and that's kind of what we need right now. And it, it, to me, it seems like it worked. This game seemed a lot better. I don't know. I still have confidence. We talked about it all season. I still think it's Lakers bucks. I'm not worried about it. They're deep No, and they didn't play any meaningful basketball until that first game as where the magic played eight games of meaningful basketball. And then that night, which means that means a great deal. Like we've seen so many upsets in football, baseball, basketball, because teams are playing meaningful baseball forever. Remember the Packers in 2010, they played six weeks of meaningful football before they even hit the playoffs. And then they won the Super Bowl as a six seed. Like, yeah, it, it, it matters the kind of, the kind of ball that you're playing. That's why I do kind of wish that the bucks were kind of given it a little bit more in the bubble games. 
um, you know, in the, whatever the seeding games. Yeah. Um, just, just because like when you, when you play, you play how you practice and like those games are basically practice to the bucks. They weren't giving it their all. They weren't really worried. You know, Giannis played the first half. Well, obviously Giannis isn't only going to play a half of basketball in the playoffs. So like, now they are going to get into it. I, again, I wish, and there was something, something in the first game, like a lot of the starters didn't even play to like the whole starting five didn't play together that much. I don't know. I hopefully bud doesn't do crap like that. I th- it feels like he's trying a little too hard in the, in the bubble where he's not doing stuff that they were helping to win or that help that was helping them win. But you know, I don't know. I, I like the bucks chances. I still think it's bucks Lakers. If I had to pick, and I'm going to ask you the same question. If I had to pick a different team from each conference, I want to say the Clippers, but that feels too easy. Trailblazers, honestly, if Dame is just if Dame is still this hot, now nah, I still stay Clippers. But like Trailblazers, they, they scare me. If they can beat the Lakers, I think they they can beat anyone. Honestly, like if Dame stays consistent, and then on the other side, I want to say Toronto, like the way that they've conducted themselves this season after Kawhi has left Toronto really has a shot that obviously they've all been there. Like most of that team has already been there. If not so, with that team, another one. Exactly. So I, yeah. Um, I, so I'm, I'm going to say what it is and I'm going to explain. So I'm going to pick Denver. I love that pick. And the reason I picked Denver is because they've got this little dude named Michael Porter Jr. who just kind of came out of fucking nowhere. Well, which, which isn't out of fucking nowhere. It's not out of nowhere. Not really. <laughs> you knew he was going to be good. And this is what happens when you play it safe. Like, the, the 76ers were tanking sitting Joel and beating Ben Simmons. The Denver Nuggets sat Michael Porter Jr. to get him healthy. And yep. he had a back injury. That's big. Now, then you get a steal in bowl bowl. You have your future with Jamal Murray. Come on, man. Like Nurkic is like right. 27 and right. your, your team is so they got they got Grant, too. He's really good. And yeah, I really like Denver right now. And I hate to say that in Salt Lake City, like <laughs> I, I, I really do, because I also love uh, the Jazz. But I, just, I, I don't I like, think the Jazz are deep enough to be able to beat a team of a high enough caliber. Here's the difference. I like the jazz, but I love the nuggets. Yeah. I think you're wow. That's loud. <laughs> um, that was probably playing. That might've replayed it over the recording, but anyway, um, I didn't hear anything. What was I going to say? You know, like a team with Paul Millsap, like the nuggets, like you said, they're so young, but yeah. all of their young players are like here, like Michael Porter's here. He's playing, he's dropping 28 on what the, or yesterday, like, and then a you have leadership game. like Paul a rookie, a playoff game. Like that's what he's doing. He's doing that. Like these guys are nuts for what they're able to do at this young of an age. Like we haven't seen guys perform this well, this young since like magic and Larry bird and Michael yeah. Jordan, like in yeah. LeBron and even LeBron didn't perform on the playoffs his first couple of years in Cleveland. So like, not in the play. Well, yeah, not in the playoffs. As soon as he saw Celtics, he cried and whimpered. So it's, it's one of those things where it's Denver's actually got a bit of a path too, because the Clippers are in disarray. The Mavericks are a very beatable team with how bad they are on defense and the jazz. They're going to beat them most likely. And then you could end up seeing a Portland team in the Western conference finals. That wasn't expecting to be there and aren't prepared. Not even the Lakers though, yeah. e- even the Lakers, that's not a bad matchup for the nuggets. Defensively. I, I no, can... they're killing them. Like, and the Lakers don't have anyone to contain Jamal Murray, and they don't have enough big guys to guard all their big guys. So let's let's not forget, and this isn't a Nuggets team out of nowhere either, just because Michael Porter's here. Last year seed. they were the two they were the two seed last year. They were almost the first seed over the Warriors last year without Michael Porter. Jamal Murray was already hot last year. Jokic was the best fantasy basketball player last year, and I think was probably close to the same this year because I've had them the past two seasons. I, but like the, they're here, like the nuggets, they, they know what they're doing now. This team has been together. Porter's, you know, kind of thrown in there now and bull bull, but these guys are they, obviously they're good enough to plug in and play. I, I completely agree. How about the East for you? Um, 
I, I gotta say Celtics. I don't wanna, but I'm gonna because of the fact that it, now here's the thing. Realistically, the Raptors. Like, I think the Raptors, because you always pick the champion. Yeah. Like, whether you have their best player, which you could argue, besides, like, Kawhi was really good when it counted, right? Like, right. In, in those moments, those small moments. He did also score, you know, 30 points, 32 points a game, I think it was in the playoffs. But, but, like, okay, he was their best player last he year. He was, but right behind him was Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. Because without both of them, they, they do not get there. Yeah, that is, that I, is I think not it's... a Kawhi-driven team. And this year, with how much no. better Pascal Siakam has gotten, and Kyle, Kyle Lowry has gotten better as well. So now you're starting to create, you're starting to fill the void that was created after he left. So that's why I, I like to think that Toronto's got their shit together. So as long as they don't beat the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm happy. And I'm happy that the Celtics and the 76ers on the other side of the East, because that would be a nightmare if we had to play them the next round. Especially early in the play. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we're already probably going to get banged up playing the, the Pacers and the Heat because they're pretty aggressive teams, to say the least, especially. The Always Heat. have been. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. All right. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the MLB because there's a hu- couple of huge stories um, worth talking about. Specifically, we got to talk about this first because th- th- this became even bigger tonight. The San Diego Padres. <laughs> first, first of all, Fernando Tatis Jr., if you want to talk or call him that, he, you, you could almost call him the best player in baseball. Statistically, I will say, listen, Mike, Mike Trout's still the best player, but statistically right now, Fernando Tatis is the best player in baseball. And he's so fun to watch. He's just, I love him. Like he, he's, he's quickly becoming my second favorite player. Yelich will be number one for a very long time, but Fernando Tatis, man, like, Oh, he's the swag that he like protrude, like one of his home runs, like a week ago, pick any seven of them but like one of them he hit (laughs) he just he smacked and he didn't even watch it he just looked at his bench and started making faces with them like what a dude like he's just walking and uh, okay and the thing we need to talk about (laughs) before we talk about the Padres a little bit more is he hit a grand slam his second home I think it was the second home run of the night yes they were already up seven runs a lot I want to say and he hit a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch. Now, a lot of people were saying, you know, both managers apparently were not happy with this decision that he swung at all, let alone hit a home run. A lot of people were saying, it's an unwritten rule. You're up that much. Just take that 3-0 pitch, blah, blah, blah. And I listen, this man at the time, at the, at the well, time is, of that Is he pitch, a rookie? He's a second year, Okay, if anything. I think last year... If last year wasn't his rookie year, last year was his first full year. I With how remember. weird the MLB rookie rules are. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, but here's the, so like, at the moment of that pitch, he was tied, I think, if not about to tie, the best player in baseball in a home run race. And we're only, we're only playing 60 games why are we like why are we telling a guy why does it matter what the score is what the count is a guy hit a home run (laughs) yeah isn't it like if you're gonna say this is a stat driven game now because that's what it's evolved into why are you trying to tell him the lower stats exactly and he's the youngest player in the walk won't hurt your 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 batting average no i want the home run though give me that high fastball Exactly. I and it's an unwritten rule. Listen, a lot of the unwritten rules are fucking stupid. I think they're broken. <laughs> they all are. The time. They do. And for some reason, this kid's getting getting shit for it. I don't get it. Like he, people just. I think people are just upset that he is one of the best players in baseball right now because he, his hitting is just ridiculous. He is leading the league in home runs over Mike Trout. You know what's really funny. You know who the eighth best hitter on that team is? Manny Machado. <laughs> I mean, I is he the, is statistically is he the yeah. eighth? Jeez, yeah, Machado. 
Machado, who hasn't done anything scummy this year yet. So I'm, 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 I don't hate him yet. <laughs> I mean, they're basically paying him what they should be paying Tatis. So, well, and that's it. And that's a great segue because Manny Machado was it last night, hit a walk-off grand slam tonight. The Padres hit their fourth grand slam in four games. Whoa. I'm not kidding you. It's a new MLB record. Fourth consecutive game with a grand slam. Sounds like a good time to be a Padres fan. So it was someone hit one. Then Fernando Tatis hit that one. Then uh, Manny hit the walk-off last night. And now I think Eric Hosmer hit one tonight. Jeez. Yeah, they've got (laughs) themselves a little bit of a roster out there. But their pitching is kind of iffy, isn't it? It's... It, yeah, I wouldn't say it's stellar. I mean, I couldn't even uh, even me. I can't really name too many people. You know, Zach Davies <laughs> from the Brewers. I can name him and a few other. The kid that well, hasn't right. hit puberty yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, wait, what? The twenty potential start date may. Oh frick! For I what? See that M- NBA season may be delayed next season. To what? Uh, December first start date may. Her December 1st start date a little bit early to me. That's a direct quote from Silver. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah, considering they're going to be ending in the last week of October. <laughs> well, exactly. Free agency in the draft in a month. <laughs> and training camps. Crazy. All in we're a gonna, month. We're going to talk about that eventually here. But uh, yeah, I listen, the Padres. Okay, but like you, you bring up the pitching, which is. Yes, the pitching, but we're going to talk about another team here who is their offense is as hot as anyone else as hot as hot as the Padres. And their pitching isn't great either. Like your pitching can be, I mean, middle of the road, I guess you could call it, or just above average. You can hit yourself into the playoffs. Exactly. And that's what the Padres are doing. Game season. Yes. Especially in a 60 game season. That's what the Padres are doing. That's what the White Sox are doing. The White Sox are just incredibly hot. I mean, they hit, they're the first team in MLB history to hit uh, back to back home runs off the same pitcher in the same season. <laughs> nice. Who was it? The pitcher? It was someone on the Tigers. I couldn't tell oh, you what well, his name was. Yeah. But still, like, Rip trick sports. <laughs> and what? They, they hit four consecutive. It, it, I think it was like, it was something like Timmy, Yoan Moncada, then, uh, Eloy Jimenez and then uh, Yasmani Grandal. They went back to back to back to back. Like this team, this team is incredible. Like I know Luis Robert is one of the up and coming stars. We call him Lou Bob. He's my, he's like my new favorite player too. Like him and his, him and Tatis, their jerseys are coming soon. Uh, Luis Roberts. Great. Uh, obviously Eloy, he's just, we've heard, I've heard a lot about him over the past year or so that he was going to be a power guy. Timmy a we've known over the past year and a half that he's a great guy. Yohan Moncada, he had his issues early. Yes. My Grandal, we knew that he was good. He got money. He got paid for a reason. Yeah. Like any, and even their pitchers, they have Dallas Keuchel who used to be a star. We, they have Lucas Giolito, who's a future star. They have a lot of these guys, the white Sox, not only for this season, the Going future. forward for the next few seasons, the White Sox are looking fantastic. And their minor league program is strong. It's crazy. Listen to this. Is that the you know best who was minor in program? You you know who was in the minor the the uh, White Sox minor league program before they traded him away for a pitcher? Who? Fernando Tatis Jr. No. <laughs> I bet you they're kicking themselves right now. Oh yeah, ask Connor. <laughs> I give them shit for it. Yeah, they they've had a lot of those guys. I mean, look at the Brewers roster right now. It's half of those guys used to be White Sox. Like, yeah, they they have a good farm system. It just it seems that they don't keep a lot of the guys. But right now, they're trade pieces. Yes, exactly. They have been, but now they're actually starting to put them together. Yeah, well, these last couple of seasons they've kind of been awful, and picking up mm. picks and picking up guys and having them play some time down in Double and Triple A is really going to help them develop and look where they are now. So that's yeah. literally what they've run into. Yeah. Um, and then we do, I, I do want to talk about the Brewers. They're really, it's a really weird season just to, in general. Like it, the team doesn't feel the same. 
You know what I mean? Like the vibe. Well, maybe it's a Rona thing, but it just, the vibe well, of the team feels different. I think it has a lot to do with Yelich. Yeah. And because Yelich is just not the same guy that he was the first two seasons. Like, and I think it's just a down thing. I don't think, I don't yeah, think I'm the first two seasons, it. I wouldn't like, there's no way I could call the first two seasons a fluke. Like, no, no. like, no, but like, Flukes don't know, they, twice. they lost again to the, they're just, they're inconsistent. And you know what it is? Shocking. Let me say this and tell me if you've heard this before. The Milwaukee Brewers need pitchers. <laughs> what? They've got one pitcher, maybe yeah. two. They have and then a they couple have, in the bullpen, maybe. They have the best reliever in baseball. Yes. I'll say that. We have the best reliever in baseball. But even Woodruff tonight got the loss. Freddie Peralta's still too young. He hasn't come quite together yet. Yeah. And the, I mean, even Corbin Burns, they thought would be better this season. He's still we, not we, there yet. We brought in Brett Anderson. Yep. He hasn't been doing anything. Adrian Hauser still isn't doing anything. I, like, How's we bring in these the bullpen. Like, there's a whole lot of things that need to change, and they just aren't. And I don't we, know if they're just being stagnant because of the situation right now. But a I, lot of things need to change. I think, I personally, I still think Suter should be a starter, too. I like him out of the bullpen, but he should he could be a starter guy. Listen, like the Brewers over the past few seasons, we keep bringing in these second or th- second or third or fourth year players that haven't been doing anything else anywhere else. And then they come in and we expect them to be good because they, yeah. their potential was good like three years ago, but then they still don't do anything. Or we bring in these middle-aged guys who quite aren't at the end of their career, but are going to be soon. And they're still not doing anything like why not go get someone? I, 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 I I know we just paid Yelich a lot of money and I know Braun is going to be gone soon. And you know, that's going to open up some contract space, but like, my God, we have hitting, we have hitters. We have, we have a good offense. We really do. Even with like Jed Jerko is still doing stuff. Like I, I get that. The offense has never been an issue over the past three seasons. It's always been the pitching. And I know Brandon Woodruff is going to be a future star. And I know Freddie Peralta is going to be a future star, but that's future. They're not quite there yet. And even after them, we don't have anyone. I just, I, I, I feel like a broken record. <laughs> I feel like I'm just, I, I continue to hit the same nail on the head. But the Brewers just need more pitching. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I, we, we always say it too. We always say it. Um, what the Brewers really should be looking at right now, if they, they are going to end up picking up pitchers in a free agency market, which I think they will be with the way things are going with, now dipping below 500, um, especially quickly approaching the halfway point of the season. Um, so, and in this season, unlike others, it's still very possible to make the playoffs if you're at 500 halfway through the season. Um, they need to be taking more of a money ball approach to this. They don't need to get guys with strikeouts. They don't need to get guys that have a wicked arm. They need to get guys that get pop-ups and ground balls because we have amazing defenders behind them. Like, we are solid at all seven defensive positions behind the pitcher and yeah. the catcher. So I, I really have full confidence in that. And if the Brewers really lean into that, there shouldn't be much of an issue at all. Well, and that's the thing with the with the whole DH thing. Keston Hira, we don't have to worry about his glove. Like, we yeah. know he's not the best defender. Like, he can just be a DH. And we can put people like Eric Sogard or Brock Holt, who are a lot better at defense, you have Orlando Arcia, who is still one of the most underrated defensive defensive players. Honestly, and I would rather the, yeah, I'll say now he's hitting, but last season I now he's said, hitting. Let's use the DH for him instead of the pitcher. <laughs> Fair, but like Borderline. yeah, right. But now he's actually hitting. Yeah, he and, is. He really and, is. And, and you have Justin Smoke, who's still hitting bombs. You yep. have unfortunately Locaine uh, out for the season. Yeah, he uh, pulled himself out, but like yeah, I agree. Like. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say that I haven't said in the past two seasons. It's craziness in the world. It's craziness in sports, and it's not changing anytime soon. It's only going to get worse. So, All right. Let's talk briefly about college football because since the – I mean, everyone's heard the news, I'm sure, because it's happened already. It's been a little bit. But I I do want to talk about it briefly um, because we haven't talked about it since we recorded last. But – I mean, college football is basically not happening. (laughs) Yeah, well, I want to get something very clear to begin with. You should not be having football 
college no. collegiate amateur athletic football run by a university in a theoretical non-for-profit situation not happening um you should not be having amateur athletes playing for a university when there's not students on campus yeah they're amateur student athletes that kind of sounds like you're defeating the purpose of what the whole idea of what they do is you know it's like it's not fair to them with how much money they're not getting for what they're doing and now on top of that you're like oh so you're an entertainment asset so we're going to use you during a pandemic where we don't have anything else and we're going to use you guys because you're a money maker and everyone wants to watch you guys anyway so you know we're going to do it but now you've got guys like fields that are coming out saying like oh i want to play i want to play and i'm like trust me you don't like listen like just listen to the people around you you don't want to be playing right now you're making listen, things worse you're muddying the water i'm gonna add to that real quick <laughs> i'm a sports guy <laughs> shocker right I'm a sports, i've had a sports podcast for two years i'm a big sports guy i of course i've started to watch a little more wrestling than sports lately but like i still basketball is still one of my first loves football i will watch that till till the day i die baseball i'll watch whenever it's on i'll listen whenever it's on i absolutely love sports those few months when we didn't have it when we were supposed to have it i was missing it that was rough it was rough it was and is it nice to have them back absolutely oh my god yeah next level but okay but like should they be playing should anyone be playing realistically outside of the nba and the nhl no if you can't successfully run a bubble which the NBA props to the NBA. They've you can run all day long. Job. You could run 365 with a pandemic. Bring their if that's families how you're gonna in, run. If you're gonna do it, bring them families. Fucking, they're fucking nailing it. But if you can't, and and football, we've talked about this. Football can't really run a bubble system. Almost like, like I don't think it's Roster physically size possible. Is, is the the main issue. It's not impossible. It's just extremely inconvenient. And yes. leadership in the NFL is very interesting. If you can't run safely without putting people's lives at risk, then you shouldn't be running running at all. Especially, especially when you're not paying these players to fucking play the game. We're paying them. (laughs) We're giving them a college. We're giving them a college experience. And yeah. Okay. All right. What? Yeah. What? What are they going to do with their college experience when they fucking go to the the, NFL? The Swahili class they never went to. I. I just. Again, I'm a huge sports guy and I don't I want them to be here. I want the NFL. Like I'm going to be pissed when the NFL doesn't play this season. Yeah. But they realistically shouldn't because no. it's it's not safe. It's not safe outside. <laughs> it, it's just like, not. If there's guys willing to play. Right? Like if everyone participating is a fully willing member to participate, I, I that Listen, changes my opinion a little bit as long as they're not interacting okay. with outside people. But as a guy, that. as a guy who spent most of this pandemic in Whitewater, Wisconsin, most people are willing to be outside because they don't give a shit. <laughs> They're willing to leave their house because they don't think they basically don't think this is real. <laughs> well, for the football guys, so like if they can, oh, like, I know, stay away from like the regular people. But that's the thing we've already seen in the in Major League Baseball. But today, another fucking case. Two cases came from the New York Mets today. We've seen so many cases come from the Marlins, the fucking Cardinals, and the Mets now. We've seen cases. Players cannot – they're either not controlling themselves or they're not able to. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know which one is worse, especially when, you come, when it comes to college players. I, we already know Clemson can't control themselves. Oh, boy. <laughs> and <laughs> They're off like, campus. Same thing with Chapel with UNC. They just shut down too, and that was because of off-campus parties. Yeah. So like, and I, and I get like, uh, who is it? The, the, uh, the, who's the coach day in uh, Ohio state, the football yes, coach, I yeah. think um, he's already like putting out there, starting a thing, whatever for um, starting college football in January, which cool. I would love to see football. Like I still want to see fun. college football, but only if the pandemic's gone, only if, we find a cure if everyone takes the cure, the vaccination, whatever. But I'm telling you right now, that's not happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no way sure unless it magically like it. disappears. There's no way. Shoot and for late you know, February. 
maybe earliest at the earliest like it again i get it it's so unfortunate i missed my senior year of basketball because of an injury i understand it fucking sucks i get it yeah and it's like it's not fair it's not my fault well shit stinks don't it yeah life's not fair (laughs) i don't know it's it's really unfortunate okay the last thing I want to talk about tonight, because it's kind of on the same wavelength here. I saw, and I'm going to have to pull this up, but as I was perusing through my many social medias tonight, I saw that AEW, All Elite Wrestling, the competition to WWE, put out a statement saying, <clears throat> limited tickets to attend the August 27th AEW Dynamite show airing on TNT will go on sale tomorrow, Friday, August 21st. Blah, 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 blah. Tickets start, blah, blah, blah. Open to limited physically distanced spectators in compliance with state and local regulations and CDC guidelines. Where is this? Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. At So it'll be at Daly's Place. It's, it's a small stadium connected to... Why can't I think of the stadium? The Jackson... The Jaguar Stadium. It's a small little place. Interesting. So AEW are running with fans. Now, this comes off the heels of WWE this past weekend announcing that they are running what they're calling, because they have to market everything, the Thunderdome, I think they called it. I can't remember. It's basically what the NBA has been doing with their LED screens and the fans. That's that's exactly what they're doing. It's been so working they, they, really well, too. So I, I agree. And that's what confuses me about like WWE. Vince has been wanting fans like he wanted to still run WrestleMania (laughs) in March or May or whatever it was like he still wanted 70,000 people (laughs) in a stadium when this shit started. And now he's like, okay, fine. We'll just, we'll just put boards in there. We'll have people virtually over watching. You'll still have to pay to get your ticket. And which is exactly probably. And but and now AEW. Now, granted, Daly's Place is an open air venue. Like it, there's, it's basically outside. Yeah. <laughs> and again, if they're going to be social distanced, I, maybe we're getting fans back. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know if it's a good look. I think it's early. I agree. But it's hopeful. It definitely makes you feel more hopeful, doesn't it? Well, what what gives me hope is like you know, football and baseball stadiums that are outside. Yeah. Like a 30 or 20, a 20 or pre- Rip again, Tropicana again, field. <laughs> I want to preface that. I want to preface this. <laughs> no one should leave their house. Everyone should quarantine. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're, if you're only selling 20, 20% capacity of a football stadium and everyone's socially distanced, everyone still has to wear a mask, all that stuff. It's outside. Maybe. I can't argue Just with that. Just don't let the college kids in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're the ones that are going to make it a nightmare scenario. I listen. I can't argue with that because we all know scientifically, out, being outside, the spread is so much less likely. Yeah. Wearing yeah. a mask, the spread is so much less likely. Socially distant, the spread is so much less likely. You add like, I don't hate this. I I hope I hope this bleeds into something. If we have football, I hope outdoor football does this too. Twenty percent. I don't, you know, I don't need to go to a game. I, as long as the, if there's fans there or what the NBA is doing, basically plugging in noise and having the, you know, yeah. the people on the LED screen. But like, I wouldn't mind this no. because then that, that alleviates some of the money that you're losing because you are still getting ticket sales, merchandise sale, maybe, maybe not concessions, but you know, you can still do, you can still make some of this money and then it may not hurt. You know, I, I, I think this is a good sign. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, I, uh, it's still Florida for me. It's a little early. Agreed. But you know, if there's a, yeah, there's I a guess. reason, there's a reason that both AEW and WWE have been running in Florida and that's because they're allowed to <laughs> in other States. They aren't allowed to run. Yeah. And which is so funny considering how bad Florida is. Um, the worst out of every state just about now. I mean, they are the new epicenter. So, um, Which but, yeah. I mean makes complete sense. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. After going down there just briefly outside of the Orlando area, I get it. Definitely. Um, yeah, 
So hopefully, hopefully, live sports will be coming back. Maybe, maybe we might have to just revert to the AFL stuff. They go all arena with the, the LED boards like the NBA has, and we just play on 55-yard fields. Listen, the NBA stuff, it's not much different than watching an NBA game. Like, like okay, I can't say. Really? How much would it, how, I mean, it'd be pretty crazy expensive. But how cool would it be to have one whole half of the field with an, L, with an LED board for football? Yeah. I mean, that would be crazy expensive. Here's the thing. You don't even need that. Remember the booger mobile? <laughs> Just load that with LED screens oh, and move geez. it along with the fucking people. There you, you know go. What? Pro- I, I dig. Problem solved. I dig. Booger, we found a use for it. <laughs> I dig. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that's all I got. Anything yeah. you want to add? Nah, just oh, we got to keep chugging along, keep doing the right stuff. We're we're getting there, but we're not there yet. So wear a mask, wear a mask, keep isolating, wear a keep damn socially mask. distancing. Choose who you choose carefully who you see. Uh, please, you know, obviously, we all know this, but we should all know this by now. If you want to go to a game, um, wear a damn mask. That's all we're saying. Like honestly. exactly, exactly. If I can wear a mask for ten hours a day at work while I'm do a very much manual labor then you guys can wear it for five minutes at a grocery store that's all i'm saying okay so i don't know when the next episode of this will be probably next thursday because i have thursdays off consistently for a while well that's when we record i think i'll put this up tomorrow morning but still um i think episodes will be consistent and then i think i'm off wednesdays because i actually have a class on wednesday okay so so i think this we should be able to do this consistently for a while now um um as far as the other podcast which i still haven't announced what it actually is i don't know because like i i don't think this is on the actual recording of the podcast but my roommate is sick and he was the man who was supposed to be doing this with me so i'm not exactly sure again our schedules are weird too because he's working full-time i'm working full-time so hopefully we figure that out soon um but yeah, as far as first round goes, I think it's going to be back to weekly content um, because now I have a pretty consistent schedule. So, so yeah, I'm very excited for that. So keep, you know, subscribe. Then you'll know when it comes out every week. Give us a rating. I'll probably read it out. No one's been rating us. So go rate it. I'll read you out. I'll give you a shout out. I'll talk <laughs> about you for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, also go check out the Midwestern nerds. Chad and, Chad and Brian have been doing a fantastic job. They're talking about comics. They're talking about movies, all the breaking news that they've been doing. Chad may be me- mediocre at editing, but damn, their podcasts are still entertaining. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, definitely go give them a listen. They, they, they've been very good. I've been listening to them every week. So um, other than that, thank you all for listening. Um, and we will actually see you next week. I promise it'll be next week. <laughs> so thank you all. See you then. Got me down in the fifth. Got me drowning in indecisions. Genie, I'm full of wishes. Still can't help with the disposition. I'm just a young college kid with all the privilege. Trust beyond belief, so catch me storming through the villages. Keep an image of Priscilla with the J. Dilla Dilla. Need another dollar, dollar in Manila. So vanilla with a swirl, let the blade run. Tongue drip slice down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.